This is The Guardian. You've probably heard the saying, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Perhaps when encountering a nasty-looking spider or, I don't know, a particularly surly kitten. But a new study has shown it's true, and not just for tiny arachnids and unfriendly pets, but for the wild beasts of the savannah, from hyenas and zebras to leopards and rhinos. It turns out we terrify the rest of the animal kingdom. And fear itself has an impact. It could mean abandoned food, water, or even fewer offspring. So, are we shaping the planet through fear alone? And if we are, what does that mean for tourism and conservation? I'm The Guardian's science editor, Ian Sample, and this is Science Weekly. We will hear lions snarling and growling, and then we'll look at the system and we'll say, wow, the system isn't actually on. (laughs) (laughs) And so we run just like all the other animals do, because, you know, I mean... I'm not going to risk it. I'm in the car and I'm waiting for the lions to go. That's Liana Zanette, a professor at the University of Western Ontario in Canada. She researches the ecology of fear, how being scared of predators impacts prey. And she's taken to studying one of the most ferocious predators of all, us. Most recently, she's explored how animals in a South African savannah reacted to hearing human voices. So I wondered... What got her looking at this? You know, working in the ecology of fear, as we have been doing for some decades now, we ourselves have always thought about predators in terms of the classic food chain with the large carnivore predator on top. And then that eats the herbivore, like the the lion eats the zebra. And then the zebra eats their food further down the food chain. But what's emerged fairly recently is that humans actually kill prey at much higher rates than other predators do. And that this is why we have been given the designation or the category of super predator, because we are super lethal. And so whether human hunting and persecution of wildlife has actually caused them to fear us is the question that we were really interested in investigating. And so you set up cameras and speakers to play sounds animals might find scary and watch to see how they reacted to each one in a place called the Greater Kruger area. Why there? It afforded us really two amazing opportunities. The first was that what we were able to do is look at an entire mammal community out there on the savannah from the smallest little gazelle to warthog and zebra and kudu and giraffe, all the way up to elephant. And the second opportunity that it provided us was the large carnivore predator that we know is the most fearsome predator out there, actually in the world really, is the king of beasts, lions. And it happens that in this area, the greater Kruger area, lion populations are the highest of anywhere else in Africa. We set up our systems at waterholes, so we know that we're going to get this variety of mammals coming down to drink. At the same time, we set things up 
in an area where lions do all their killing. So fear of lions, the king of beasts, should really be maximal in this place at those waterholes. That is the large carnivore predator that the mammal community should be most fearful of. And what's the experimental setup? You're, you're playing sounds at this waterhole, right? That's right. So we set up a camera trap and above that is a custom built speaker that we design in the lab. And the idea is that when the animals come down to drink, when they're about 10 meters away from the camera, they trigger the camera and that then triggers a speaker, which plays a sound. And the sounds that we used included humans and it was humans just talking in conversation at regular decibel levels. So not humans hooping and hollering and stuff like that. We contrasted that with the sounds of lions and the lion sounds that we used were not roars because roars are particularly loud and also roars are meant to carry long, long distances. Instead, what we used were snarls and growls because snarls and growls are, are sort of the sounds that lions make amongst themselves. So it's like lions having conversation. And so at 10 meters away, the wildlife would hear either humans chattering away, right? Or would hear lions chattering away. On the other end of the spectrum, you also want to be sure that you have sounds of something that is going to be completely benign, that the animals will not have to worry about, right? And for that, we use birds. I've looked at the YouTube video showing some of the clips of how different animals responded when they heard different sounds. And they really do bolt when they hear humans speaking. What did you pull out of this research? What do you actually conclude from it? The wildlife were two times more likely to run when they heard human voices than when they heard lion voices. And they let the water hold 40% faster as well, right? So even compared to the king of beasts, right? Wildlife are telling us that they're way more afraid of the human predator. Fully 95% of the mammal species that we sampled showed the same responses. The other aspect of it, I suppose, is that a couple of other uh, sounds that we played were gunshots and dogs because humans hunt with gunshots and dogs. But the wildlife responded way less to gunshots and dogs than they did to humans, really indicating that it's the human voice per se that is the signal to wildlife that there is a dangerous predator here and I had better take off if I don't want to die. Well, that's quite surprising. I mean, you'd think it would be the sounds of hunting that would be associated with fear and not just humans chatting. I mean, I've seen your videos of leopards and warthogs running away, terrified from normal voices. What about elephants? They're huge. I mean, are they scared of lions and humans? The elephants are a really interesting case because that reveals something to us as well. 
elephants do not like lions. And some of those videos still really horrify me because the elephants, when they're out there and they hear a lion sound, what they do is they will bunch up, advance on the camera, and they will occasionally also smash the camera. So we've had that happen once or twice where an elephant got so outraged that a lion was there that it took it out on our camera thinking that the camera was the lion, right? And the camera went black. They never did this to humans. Elephants know that they can defend themselves against lions. They recognize humans also as a predator, but they know they cannot defend against humans. And so they did the opposite. They ran away. When, when you just hear about the experiments you're doing, you know, I couldn't help thinking, blimey, you know, I wondered if actually some predators might actually think, oh, you know, chance for a second meal here. And they might sort of wander closer to the camera and the sound. Obviously, it's a very sort of Ian-centric view of the world. But um, if I was out there at the middle of the night or in the middle of the day and I saw almost any animal with teeth, I would just be as quiet as possible and try and hide. Right. But now you know what you have to do. <laughs> So given that this wide array of animals seem to be so scared of humans, do you have any thoughts on what the actual ecological impact could be of our, of our presence there, of them having this fear response? Predators are absolutely lethal, right? And prey know this. And so prey then mount these behavioral responses that we call anti-predator behaviors so that they don't get killed. They'll do things like they'll run away. If a predator is in the area, they'll keep their head up uh, so that they're looking for the predator. But at the same time, that means that they can't keep their head down looking for food. We know from our field experiments on, you know, non-human predators that fear of predators can affect population numbers. And there are over 8 billion of us. We permeate every nook and cranny of the earth. So, you know, when you think about it, it's really depressing because look at the effect that we are having on wildlife just by being there on the landscape. But the other thing that we do in our lab is we also do conservation biology. And the first rule of conservation biology is never get depressed. Otherwise, you will not be able to go on. And so what we hope to do with this research is look for opportunities to do something to help benefit conservation. So how would that work? What kinds of things are you looking at? A couple of ideas is Kruger National Park and many other places really rely on ecotourists. And ecotourism is so important for African parks because this is how they get their money for conservation. But South African National Parks knows about this work and they're really interested in what it could mean to wildlife, even in ecotourist places. And so this past dry season, what we did is we went back to South Africa in an area that's a real hot spot for ecotourism. And we're asking the animals the question, 
do you recognize that humans in this area, being ecotourists, that they are completely benign? Or do they consider us, even in these sorts of places, as a super predator? Are they super afraid? And if they are, then we can think about ways to mitigate that. Right, because I can't imagine tourists would want to visit if they knew they were scaring the pants off all these animals. You know, whenever I give a talk on this work and I tell people that we find humans are the scariest thing, people will often say, well, I've been on safari, you know, which means you've been in a truck looking at the animals and they do not look like they're afraid of us. (laughs) And it's true. They don't look like they're afraid of you. And so it's a real head scratcher. Like maybe it's something about an engine sound that maybe is calming animals down. Maybe they don't recognize that there's a lethal predator inside the car. So we're doing the humans versus lions, but we're also doing the sounds associated with the safari. So we're doing sounds of engines. How is that adding the layers onto how animals perceive us? Liana, I know you're also looking at whether you can use animal sounds to stop animals like rhinos going into areas where there's a lot of poaching, for example, which sounds totally worthwhile. I just wondered if there's any ethical considerations that come out of inducing fear in animals. Yeah, no, I mean, whenever you do a study on wildlife, these are always concerns, right? And so you think very hard about what you might be doing to the animal and if it has any long lasting effect. But, you know, I kind of think it's ethical to try to save rhinos, you know, and I think that this might even be a policy issue, right? Because we played these 10 second sounds for six weeks and animals told us what the repercussions of human lethality were on their perception of humans, on their behavior. And so that's data and that's information that we absolutely need so that we can better understand the sort of worldwide impact that we are having out there on the planet. Liana, thanks for coming on. It's really fascinating to hear all this. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Professor Liana Zanette. My colleague Phoebe Weston has written about Liana's research and you can find that article on theguardian.com. Before you go, The Guardian is open to anyone who wants to read it or listen, but it is close to billionaire owners telling us what to do. We might be ranted at, laughed at, parodied even, but because of support from our readers and listeners, we remain independent. So if you can, join the millions of others around the world who are keeping it that way. Just visit support.theguardian.com And that's it for today. This episode was produced by Madeline Finley. It was sound designed by Solomon King and the executive producer is Ellie Bury. We'll be back on Thursday. See you then. This is The Guardian. (laughs) 
Mit Asana erhalten Sie einen Überblick über alle Details an einem zentralen Ort, damit Sie und Ihr Team sich auf die wirklich wichtigen Arbeiten und Ziele konzentrieren können. Jetzt kostenlos unter asana.com testen.